Welcome to the Metabolic MD. Health means everything. We all seek optimal health, but most of us do not know how to achieve it. Dr. Paul Kaladze has spent a career in the emergency department. Now, he helps his patients avoid ever ending up there. During these podcasts, you'll learn how you can lose weight and prevent and reverse disease through new technology, a modified diet, and the use of some new recently approved FDA medications. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical provider. Let's listen in. All right, we are back again. It's October, and it's another episode of the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kalazic. Dr. Kalazic, welcome back. How you doing, Terry? You know, isn't October like the biggest month to gain weight because of the, due to the Halloween candy? Uh, I think it can be for some people, but not for those who are watching their carbs. Oh, yes. Isn't that true? <laughs> well, Dr. Paul, I'm very excited today because we have one of your patients who found you. How long ago did she find you? Megan? It's been about, about a, year. a year. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Megan found you. I think she found you via Google, correct, Megan? Yes, just searching. Okay. And, and you were looking for a way to lose weight. I was looking for a way to lose weight, a healthy way, um, not something that like a pill would just do. You know, you get all these ads for lose, you know, 40 pounds in a month. I, w- I didn't want something like that. I wanted to, I put it on gradually. And I know that it needed to come off gradually to keep it off. Um, So I just did a a quick search and I actually, it sent me to, uh, I don't know if I had told you this, Dr. Paul, like the first appointment that I had, it sent me to a completely different um, medical facility. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it was, that was like one of those places where it was like, we can help you lose 20 pounds in two weeks. And, uh, you know, it was just like a like you f- like drank shakes and you fasted for right. a ridiculous amount of time. And I was like, I think I'm in the wrong spot. So I called your office and they're like, yeah, I think you are. So, um, <laughs> so I immediately left and went over and, uh, talked to Dr. Paul and his staff and just immediately, um, clicked with them. All right. So Megan, you are, uh, how old are you? I'm 43. You're 43. Well, you look great for 43. Thank you. <laughs> and at your peak, when you reached out to Dr. Paul, how much did you weigh? I think I was, I got up to 197. Mm-hmm. That's which what I was, remember. Yeah, yeah. which was cra- like, that was a little crazy for me. And now, because you don't look anywhere near 197, how much do you weigh now? Uh, 146. Whew, that's really good. That's quite a bit of weight loss. Yes. All right. So what were the things that you were thinking at the time, you said you're 197, I, I'm, do I, did you feel okay? Did you, did you have no energy? What was going on there? I did not feel myself, um, is the best way I can put it. Uh, I was an athlete growing up. I was a collegiate athlete, a D1 soccer player. Um, so I've always been very healthy uh, and in shape. And I think after COVID, just that whole being home all the time, having my kids home all the time, just the stress of we own a business and, you know, losing profits from all the COVID shutdowns. I just, I felt miserable. I had no energy. I would, in the afternoons, I would just kind of hit a plateau and I would just crash. Um, 
My clothes just didn't fit right. Uh, my knees were hurting really bad. I have bad knees and they were terrible. I couldn't run. I couldn't, I mean, sometimes I couldn't even get up the stairs. I was walking, kind of creaking up the stairs. So. And you're a mother of some children. Four. Four children. Yes, including twins. So Dr. Paul, quick question for you. Is it typical after a woman has children to gain weight? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, that happens. Um, but that weight can come back off, um, you know, but people's lives change when they have kids and, you know, your responsibilities become different and you have less time, for example, to work out, maybe less time uh, to take care of yourself. And I think that was kind of a situation that Megan was in. So what do you remember about meeting Megan for the first time? You know, f first of all, uh, I, I'm impressed because my kids played sports as well. Um, you know, I was impressed with her background, her, um, you know, interest in working out, that she had had a history of that and had done really well, and then things really had changed. Um, and, and that's not unusual in terms of seeing that evolution after people have kids. Um, and that's why I think the program that we take, where, where we focus on just certain specific things allows people to be successful. So she had, you know, as an athlete, she had demonstrated discipline. So I knew that she was able, for example, to focus on a low carb, intermittent fasting, strength training approach. Um, and I really felt that, you, you know, the other things that she had been offered in terms of medications and just calorie restriction were not going to work for her. Okay. So one of the things that we struggle with because I'm helping you on the business side is how do we convince people this is not the, we won't call them scam places, but the places that you went to first, yeah. right? And when you found Dr. Paul, what was it about him that said, okay, this guy's legit? Uh, I think when I went and sat down with him and he was just so knowledgeable um, and it was a... It was a typical doctor-patient setting. Whereas okay. when I went to the other place, it was just a room that they put me in with all of these pamphlets. And this is what you should do. The, and it wasn't, you know, they just quickly asked me, asked me how much I weighed. They didn't weigh me. <laughs> they didn't do any of that stuff. Right. And, you know, Dr. Paul took, his approach was like a doctor should take. Yeah. Um, and he listened to me. He listened to my background. He listened to me. I I've also was in a really bad car accident six years ago. And um, that has pushed me back a little bit. I have a traumatic brain injury. So that was affecting everything as well. And he really listened to that and kind of took a different approach to everything. Okay, so uh, let's go on a little bit of your journey. You walk in the office, he talks to you, you like what he's saying. You put her on the two-week trial. Did you do the right. CGM and everything? Yeah, just to follow up on what Megan said, we, we kind of pride ourselves on, you know, sitting down and talking to people for a while. A lot of people come to me that have primary care docs that are working on managing their medical problems, their hypertension or their high cholesterol. And, and we really do take kind of a holistic approach of let's sit down and look at the big picture here. What's going on in your life? What's your current diet? 
I mean, quite honestly, when is the last time your doc spent much time with you talking about really your diet and exercise regimen? So we kind of take a comprehensive approach on that on that, um, and get an understanding of what's going on. And that's why a lot of primary care doctors that don't have time to deal with that comprehensive approach refer patients to me now. So, so you did put a CGM on her. Right. And what did you find? So she went through a CGM two-week trial. Um, and if I recollect, you had some spikes, um, oh, blood sugar spikes. spikes, which means there's a risk of some insulin resistance. Correct. There. So, you know, this is our thing. We use continuous glucose monitors, those devices that diabetics wear. And we use them in non-diabetics and pre-diabetics to get really more detailed information on a potential level of insulin resistance, which a lot of overweight people have. And then specifically, how can we address that through diet and activity to bring those spikes down? Because, you know, basically, if you have high glucose, blood glucose, you're burning glucose as your source of energy and you're going to have difficulty gain, difficulty losing weight. And until we switch, get those numbers down and switch you over to a lower blood glucose, you aren't going to be burning fat. So that was the approach we took with Megan. So, so Megan, had you ever thought of or even conceived of the fact that maybe high blood spikes, blood glucose spikes could be causing you to retain weight? Is that a concept that even registered on your... It wasn't really, um, it wasn't a concept just because I wasn't really familiar with, with diabetes, diabetics and blood glucose. I mean, I know people like my, my grandma, I knew my grandma was diabetic and she was heavier and she uh, mainly she didn't care. So like the, when I started putting some things together, I'm like, oh, grandma used to do that. Like she would eat something and her blood sugar would spike up right. because it was something that she wasn't supposed to have. And then she'd just quickly, you know, do a couple insulin shots and but, then she'd be fine. But, but you never registered that was a weight issue. I never <clears throat> registered it um, until we sat down and talked in the two week the the two week trial period that I had worn it and you you continue to um, eat like you eat like you would normally right. do and yeah. my issue is I'm so busy with four kids um, at the time you know everybody was in school my daughter had just left um, to go to college and I wasn't eating and then I'd purge like I would. I would just just eat everything in sight because I'd go throughout the whole day and not eat at all right. and then crash. And then I'd eat something like a million things. I'd go eat some potato chips. I'd go eat, you know, some ham, like rolled up ham sandwiches or I, it, I would just grab whatever I could, right. eat everything in sight. And then I would just feel like, ugh. Okay. So now we're getting to the hard part of this conversation. You get come back two weeks later. He says we got some spikes. Here's some suggestions. What were the suggestions you gave? So, Megan? so just so a lot of people don't have this connection. Everybody knows sugar is not good and going to raise your blood glucose, but a lot of people don't know the connection between eating carbohydrates like potato chips or sandwiches that you mentioned, and that spiking your blood glucose. Your insulin gets released. You then crash. 
People know sugar do, does that, but not a lot of people understand the connection with carbs. And so what we had to do is look at those spikes during that two-week period of time and let's try and decrease that variability. Let's try and flatten out these curves. And you, of course, can literally see these curves on your CGM app. Um, and so let's level that out and let's bring those numbers down. And then that's going to settle your insulin down and it's going to allow you to burn fat as a opposed to blood glucose and burning fat is going to is what's going to help you lose weight okay so let's talk about the week number three he says okay megan here's what we're going to do we're going to do what tell them tell them three or four things that you told megan to do yeah so the plan is is uh you, you know uh, pretty fixed and that is let's look at your carb intake and let's set a carbohydrate target that you are going to meet every day and, and megan think, did you know what a carbohydrate was see i didn't either no i yeah. did not <laughs> people don't understand they don't they don't, they, don't, they don't read the back of the package i thought i did but i really didn't okay so you well and, and part of that is the advertising we get yeah. you know oh it's heart healthy what's that mean it's got lower fat you know it can have you know bowl of cereal can have 42 grams of carbs in it you know but it's heart healthy because it doesn't have fat in it so this is kind of how we have been misled over the course of the last 40 or 50 years so we 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 learned you know we talked about what carbohydrates are we have some educational materials in that regard we we targeted a certain carb intake and one of the things that's important for patients is that they know how many carbs they're getting so megan's using an app to kind of track that and then protein of course is important so we target a given num amount of protein so i want a certain low number of carbs an adequate amount of protein we don't focus on fat a lot and we've talked about that on this program that for for most people, insulin resistance and blood sugar spikes are a much bigger issue than what your cholesterol is, and that was the case with Megan. So we talked about the dietary component. Another way to bring down insulin resistance is let's look at you know what your fasting program is going to look like, and you know sometimes people start at just 12 hours overnight, and then we push it longer, and then the activity component, which we can talk about, was the third component we implemented. All right, Megan, we're in week number three. He tells you this news. How'd you? take it it wasn't that bad of news for me um just because i've gone like gone through the process of like being disciplined and losing weight before and that comes in with being an athlete yep um i think that helped um i think the only hard part that i went through was making sure that i was keeping track of everything um, it wasn't too hard cutting the carbs out of my diet. Uh, I think maybe the first week was a little bit harder than I thought it would be. Um, but after that, it's been easy. It's been like I've been sailing through it. And I, I know from experience, I know what affects my diet and my weight. Um, it was just those reminders again, but from Dr. Paul that helped me a lot. So it was really, you just, you kind of knew all along that you had to make changes. Yes. He just basically pointed you in the right direction and then was there to help you stay on the path. He supported me a hundred percent. Okay. And I think that's one of my main, uh, 
like what I take out the most from this experience is the support that, you know, I'd go in to talk, talk to him and he'd actually sit down and we'd talk and we'd talk about soccer and we'd talk, he'd ask me how my kids are, but he supported me a hundred percent. Okay. And is, you've been on this now for a year. Uh-huh. Are you still meeting with him on a regular basis? Uh, once, what do we do? Once. We do. We're to every two months. Initially, yeah. it's every monthly uh, with the health coach meeting, in addition to me, twice a month with patients. And then after six, eight months, people get stabilized. We back off, and she sees me every two yeah. months. And right, so, still meets with the health coach as well. So did I hear in the pre-conversation we were having that, that she did go on semi-glutide for a while? So you, you can talk about this, Megan. But yeah. but so you lost thirty more than thirty pounds just with the the approach, and then you had a plateau, and then we talked about using the new FDA approved medications in low doses to kind of get through that period of time. So we have instituted that on a temporary basis at low doses. You know, the standard program with those medicines is go to high doses, and then the the problem you have long term is when you go off them, you're going to have weight regain. Right. So what we do is implement the lifestyle changes that we've been talking about here. Go use just small doses, a limited amount, and uh, get that to get through the plateau period time and then start titrating down, which we're already doing with Megan. So, you know, there's a smart way to use these medicines, and, and that's not complete dependency on them, high doses. It is very limited use, low to moderate doses with a plan to get off the medicine. Because I don't feel right as a doc having somebody come in, giving them medicine and say, yeah, you know, and unless you, you know, want to plan on regaining all the weight you lost, um, you're going to be on this medicine for the rest of your life. So, so how long was she on the medicine? So I think you've probably been on it, what, four months or yeah. something like that? And we're already coming off it now. Yeah. Okay. And did it? Do you, did you see some help from that medicine when you went on it? I did. I saw some some weight, some a little bit more weight loss. Yep. Um, and how'd you feel physically? Did it make you ill or did it make no. you nausea? Because it made me, when I went on it, it made me a little sick. Did it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel any of the side effects and I've seen it. I follow groups on Facebook and I see like what different people are saying. But a lot of those, like Dr. Paul was saying, are the people who are on the really high doses. Right. Um, and, and it's in a lot of these mom groups that I'm in, <laughs> which is why I have the shirt that says... <laughs> Mommy group drop out. Uh, you know, they, they, I think the difference and my approach and Dr. Paul's approach and maybe other patients or other people who are doing it is they think that medication is going to be a magic pill, the pill. magic pill, yeah. just like every other thing. Um, I, did not look at it as a magic pill. I looked at it as I'm doing everything that I, can I'm following I'm very strict and I'm disciplined and this is just a little boost okay um, this is just me. get you over the hump it's just to get me you know over that little plateau um and I don't want to be I mean that's one of the things we talked about I don't want to be it, I don't want it to be something that I a have crutch. to take for right. a long time um I'm not the type of person that likes medications I the only medication that I'm on is just for some nerve damage I have sure. from uh, my car accident I was in. Uh, Gaba, other than is it that, gabapentin, by the way? Yes. Yes, of course. It's, yes. That's a very popular. And it's not an um, addictive no. medication. It's just to help. Uh, I mean, it was all the nerves in my, um, I ripped my 
scalp off. So mm-hmm. it was, I needed it. Um, so, so yeah. So like his approach was, I just felt like it was the best approach for me. Like we just clicked and it, you know, when you meet somebody and you click with them, that's the person you want to work with. You're like, yeah, I want to work with him because I went to my doctor and it wasn't, my doctor was is busy. Sure. He goes back to you filling out a form. I love her to death, but she's busy. Yeah. And she doesn't have time to sit down and talk to me about this stuff. She just, you know, will say, oh, you just need to change this. And that's it. And then she's yeah. done. And then she's like, I'll see you next time. Yeah. Um, so uh, actually sitting and talking to Dr. Paul, um, and he has such a friendly staff in the office they make you feel just welcome to be in there oh uh, yeah i've heard that it, they're very very nice uh, staff so it, it i just knew and uh it's it's worked for me so what's your game plan overall as we start to land this podcast have we missed anything we should talk no, about before? other than i want to emphasize that 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 she did everything that she needed to do she monitored her diet um she met the protein how long limits. did she wear a cgm how long did um, you do she, it? it? Well, she, I think probably four months or yeah. so. Okay. And then it's like still five, kinda, five months. Yeah. And then intermittently going forward kind of as needed just yeah. to check things and keep things in check. Um, you know, I think your fasting was, what, what was about our 14 uh, hours or what, something from like that? 7 p.m. to I would do to either, sometimes I would change it from 11 to um a.m. to 12 p.m. So it was anywhere between, yeah. you know, that. So, but, and that's pretty common. We ask people once they get in, it's not overnight. We build it up over time. But yeah, 14 ish hours or whatever. And then Megan uh, did the third component. And again, her background as an athlete was helpful, which was she did strength training. I, you know, emphasize strength training over cardiovascular fitness. It's not, I believe in cardiovascular fitness. I ask my patients to do the basic amount of cardiovascular fitness fitness, but especially for women, especially for people with insulin resistance, if you're doing some strength training, um, you're de- that increases the insulin receptors on your muscles, so you're decreasing your insulin resistance. And also, that's very important for women as they get older because of the osteoporosis issue and strength training counters osteoporosis. So she, well, before we, again, before we land this, you went on semi-glutide, you're still on it, you're coming off of it. Are you using the generic semaglutide? Or are she using? Yeah, okay. We're using compounded semaglutide because, you know, the brand names uh, Ozambic is only for diabetics, and Wagovi is both in short supply and very expensive with limited insurance coverage. So Megan used the compounded semaglutide. I think had a good experience mm-hmm. with it. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Megan, my last question for you is: What is what is the next? two to three years look like for you uh, now that you've made these lifestyle changes do you see yourself ever falling back into the old way of doing things no i no. don't uh it's really helped me um be able to keep up with my kids um we're busy yeah um, with again with four kids uh the three younger ones are all active like we are in the most active uh time active season of our lives right now you know everybody has sports I've been able to keep up and it I think it's also helped me um socially feel like I I guess I don't know how to put I like I want to go do things right um 
you know, I want to, I'm okay going to, uh, to their, to events. And, uh, I don't see it changing over the next couple of years. I just see it getting better because now I know what I need to do. Um, and I have the support and I know that I can call Dr. Paul and make an appointment with him and then go sit down and talk to him about stuff if I'm having issues with anything. Okay, well, that's, I think that's probably the, the message from this podcast is for those who are around the area in Phoenix or in Tempe or in Arizona, Florida. Ohio, Florida, and Indiana. So it's just not you have to be in person with him. He's a lovely guy, by the way. <laughs> but uh, telemedicine is another way that you, you work a lot with patients across right. these different states. Right. Okay. So And then I will plug that the outline of what we do, the program that Megan followed is in the book. Oh, the book. The, the Continuous Glucose Monitor yep. Revolution that's on Amazon. Um, and there's a chapter of, in all these different components that we talk about from you know, carb limits to protein, to intermittent fasting, to strength training, uh, to limited use of semaglutide. All right. I do have one final question for you. Let me look at my time here. I do. Okay. So Megan, we had a conversation before you walked in the door, right? Dr. Paul is, is an amazing guy. He's, his program is amazing. But how do we not have people feel like he's walking into one of those crazy places, right? What's the best approach for that? Is it to be more medical-like or to be more... Uh, retail like we're, we're not sure how to go about this I I honestly think it is a because he's made himself open and personable um, to his patients and he's not trying to sell me something he didn't automatically sit me down and say this is what I'm going to give you I'm going to write a prescription for you know I'm going to do this and then we'll be done. Yep. It was the more personable approach where, like I said, we sat, we sit down, we talk. He asked me how soccer's going. He asked me how my kids are. He has really made an, he really makes an effort to get to know you as a person instead of, which is a hard, that's what it's hard to understand. Cause I was going to say he gets to know you as a person and not just a patient or a customer. It's that whole person that he's getting to know. Um, so maybe maybe having him come across because again how you build ads or how you market yourself, he has a personal touch. Maybe yes. that's something we need to focus on. Yes, I, th I think it's I think it's that personal touch that he puts in there that he you know he tells me if I have any questions I can call him. I think I have your personal number. Not that you should give it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Here's his number, folks. Yeah, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> you know what? But I think that's, first of all, patients when I, I I do that to just about all my patients, but they're respectful of that. They they only call when there's a bit or text when there's a big issue. Yeah. Yes. So I think there's really a mutual appreciation for each other. Yeah, and I don't have to go through, yeah. like, uh, if you would like to speak to right. Dr. So-and-so, please press one. If you would like to make an appointment, please press two. Like, I, you don't, I don't have to go through all that. Like, if I'm having a, like, if I'm freaking out about something, and I don't think I ever have, no. um, but if I was that type of person, I know that I could call Dr. Paul, and he would immediately kind of help me get through it. So yeah. I think that that personal approach to it is 
the best way. All right. That's Dr. A, Paul's your best friend. You're a very good person to talk to about this, Megan. I appreciate you coming in here today and sharing your story with us about uh, working with a metabolic MD. And Dr. Paul, is there anything you want to leave us with? No, I appreciate Megan doing this with us. You're All welcome. Right. Well, Megan, thank you very much. This has been another episode of the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kolazic. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Metabolic MD with Dr. Paul Kolodzik. Please join us again for the next episode to hear how your metabolic health means everything and to learn tips on how to lose weight and possibly reverse some serious health conditions. This information is not meant to be medical advice. Please seek consultation from your own medical professional.